There is so much more that connects us than divides us. At the core of our tradition is the belief that each of us has been lovingly created by God. Republicans have been lovingly created by God, just as Democrats and independents, people who don't like politics at all. Black people have been lovingly created by God, as have white people, Asian people, Hispanic people, and people whose racial identity spans multiple categories. Gay people have been created by God, similarly to straight people and trans people, people all across the spectrum of sexuality. When God dreamed each of us up, God smiled. And then God placed God's thumbprint upon our souls. God loves us for who we are, not in spite of who we are. On the most basic level, we are connected to each other by the fact that we each bear God's thumbprint. One of my role models is a Catholic monk named Thomas Merton. On a spring day in 1958, while he was standing at the corner of Fourth and Walnut in Lexington, Kentucky, Father Merton became overwhelmed by the realization that he was connected to and that he loved all of the people walking around him. Reflecting on this moment, he wrote, at the center of our being is a point of nothingness, which is untouched by sin or illusion, a point of pure truth, a point or a spark which belongs entirely to God. It is like a pure diamond, blazing with the invisible light of heaven, and it's in everyone. If we could see it, we would see these billions of points of light coming together in the face and blaze of a sun that would make all the darkness and cruelty of life vanish completely. The idea that we carry God's light is another way of saying that we bear God's thumbprint. I carry God's light inside me. You carry God's light inside of you. When we live this truth, we encourage others to do the same. And then what happens is that all of our lights shine together. And we brighten up a world that can be very, very dark. We do a poor job of treating one another as if we each carry God's light. On a cultural level, we pretend as if we're not connected. We prefer to divide into camps. My side is correct. Your side is not only wrong, but you are bad and less than. On a day-to-day -day basis, many of us flat-out ignore Jesus' golden rule to treat others as we would like to be treated. We struggle to extend basic dignity and respect to each other. Although we might agree on nine out of ten issues, we will berate and belittle each other when it comes to that tenth 
We don't assume the best in one another and often assume bad intentions. This way of being is all about me. My way is the way. And when I do not get my way, I feel entitled to direct my anger at you and dismiss your humanity. Diametric, angry, me-first thinking runs rampant in our society. And yet every Sunday, we in this room hear Jesus call us to a higher standard of how we should behave towards one another. Through the way that he interacts with others, Jesus teaches that God expects us to treat one another with great care because we are each God's children who carry God's light. Jesus is the personification of living with an open, merciful heart, which I believe is the antidote to the diametric, angry, me-first thinking that smogs up the air that we breathe. This morning we celebrate Christ the King Sunday, which has something to teach us about how to live with open-heartedness and mercy. The origins of this celebration go back to World War I. As nationalism soared across Europe, the church sought to issue a reminder that our primary allegiance should be to God and not those in power. Christ the King Sunday might sound a bit patriarchal, but the name was intended to convey a unifying message in the midst of rising ethnocentrism. For me, the rub is that Jesus neither referred to himself as a king nor thought of himself as superior to anyone else. His life was characterized by humility, simplicity, servant leadership. He aligned himself with the poorest and those in the margins, people who had the least amount of power. If anything, Jesus lived in a way that made a mockery of kingship. Jesus' power did not come from a royal title, but from his spiritual values. In this morning's gospel, Jesus is being crucified between two criminals. We don't know what either of these men did to deserve their death sentence. But while hanging from a cross, one of these men turns to Jesus and says, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus doesn't tell the man that it's too late or that the man needs to be baptized first or that he needs to accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Rather, Jesus shares his generous spirit. And he says to the man, today you will be with me in paradise. In the final moments of Jesus' life, as he is experiencing pain and suffering and hanging from a cross, Jesus still finds a way to live with an open and merciful heart. To the very end, he embodied compassion, inclusivity, non-judgment. Jesus did not save himself, nor did he save the two men next to him, but he was present with them illustrating for us the power of open-heartedness and mercy. 
Jesus believed that within you and within me and within every single person resides a deep capacity to live with an open and merciful heart. Jesus lived out this belief until the very last moments of his life because he understood that his open and merciful heart was the most powerful antidote available to the diametric, angry, me-first thinking that nailed him to a cross. The key to keeping our own heart space open is living out this truth that we each carry God's light. When we live out this truth, our lights begin to shine together, and then we offer hope to a world that can be so very dark. Let us never forget that because God lovingly dreamed each of us up, and because God placed God's thumbprint upon each of our souls, and because we each carry God's light, that there is so much more that connects us than will ever divide us. Our world really needs to hear that message. In the name of God. Amen.